0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast. This planet is inhabited with fantasy giraffes of our favorite properties and characters, fantasy casts of dream movies, hunger games, award shows, and anything else we deem to be a part of our vibe. On this planet, fantasy rules. I am one of your hosts and binger of the cosmos, Damon, and with me is my better half, the soup slut himself.
1: Kyle, how's it going? Fab Fab Freddy told me everybody's fly. How are you, David?
0: i'm doing all right it has been a very long week long month uh long year really but uh it's looking on the bright brighter side right now so uh yeah i'm doing all right um kyle how are you and uh, tell us your recommendation for the week
1: yeah uh it is a, a stormy saturday over here in north carolina so i'm hoping my internet holds up um wreck of the week you know, the Emmys, the nominations were just released last week, so what better time than to watch a show that was nominated for two Emmys but never won a single one, The Wire? Watch The Wire. I'm uh, officially in, in season five. I'm in the fi- uh, home stretch, and it's still the GOAT, so watch The Wire. That's it. Nice.
0: I need to get back on that. Season one was fantastic, and... There's no excuse anymore. I've had HBO forever now. Um, I got to do that. So my rec of the week is a show I just finished last night. The new Netflix original Resident Evil. This is not your typical Resident Evil, but at the same time, it is. I mean, it it has the just the crazy absurdity of that genre and that series with some real heartfelt emotion and and really exciting storylines. So I definitely recommend that one, even if you're not much for horror. Um, I dig it a lot, so give that one a shot.
1: This is good to hear, because I was very on the fence about that. I hadn't heard much about it. Is it like based on any one of the games, or is it more just kind of takes and picks from a bunch of them?
0: So I, I'm i not the biggest Resident Evil gamer, but from what I've seen, it's, it's not. It's its own thing. It's very different while still holding true to the to the series it has some little like easter eggs and winks but it's 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 definitely its own kind of isolated thing
1: nice i love it
0: and also with us today producing is anna h the h is for homelander anna give us some recs of the week
2: Ooh, okay. Uh, well, I just got *The Girl on Fire* graphic novel by Alicia Keys. I literally just started reading it before we started recording, and it's pretty good so far. Um, and I can read the premise for you. Uh, Lolo Wright always thought she was a regular fourteen-year-old dealing with regular family drama. Her brother James is dealing, struggling with his studies. Her dad's business constantly teeters on the edge of trouble, and her mother she left a long time ago. But then Lolo's world explodes when a cop pulls a gun on James in a dangerous case of mistaken identities. Staring down the barrel with no one else to help, Lolo discovers she has powers she never knew she had. Using her mind, she literally throws the cop out of the way. So it, it started out pretty strong. Um, but yeah, I, I know I'm a little late to the game on this one, but I'm really enjoying it so far. So
3: yeah.
0: That sounds very interesting, and I definitely thought this was just going to be a brand new uh, unannounced sequel to The Hunger Games for, for a second there with that title, but I, that sounds like a really interesting read, so I'm going to have to give that one a try. Um, also, joining us today is the Grand Thad himself. Thad, how's it going? Effie, effie, effie. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, Yes. Oh, uh, love to see it. Do you got a Wreck of the Week for everybody, Thad?
4: Go and watch the Robert Berger's movie. There's my Wreck.
2: I thought he was going to come in here singing about Night Court, but I'm really proud of you, Thad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, do we know any more updates about that Night Court revival?
3: Uh. No, we know
4: who the star is, but not really much else.
1: Gotcha. We know well, it, can't it is 90% it. backed and funded by one Thad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is all Thad's doing. I, I 100% believe it. <laughs> um, no, the Robert's Burgers movie was amazing and fun and the songs are great. I had a great time. I want to see it again oh. in the
1: now that you've seen it, as a someone who is like a, a a veteran of the show, how much of the show do I need to watch before really enjoying the movie?
0: You could not watch one episode and have a blast. Um, okay, good. It it helps just because you kind of know what to expect from the characters. But other than that, it's just it's a pretty good introduction. Really, you kind of get an idea of who they are. Gene is on his bullshit the entire movie. <laughs> Gene is just throwing out amazing lines like every other minute. It's fantastic. Nice. This
2: was a great crossover for me because it appealed to something that I'm very passionate about. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, that always gets me excited. And then Bob's, right? So the second I found out what was happening, I was like, this is the best movie ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gotcha. Well, those are some great wrecks. And I figured we... Uh... Let's get down to it, yeah? Why are we here today, Kyle?
1: That's right, we are here to celebrate the newest season of Amazon Prime series, The Boys. Um, season three, we, the show feels like it just premiered. Like, it feel, it still feels like a new show, but we are now three seasons in uh lots to talk about as, as you'll know you might be like trying to remember our effies for the first two seasons we didn't do that <laughs> so we're gonna circle around back to seasons one and two eventually but for right now we are focusing specifically on season three giving out some awards to this season um before the awards we have a lot to talk about just the, the season itself so what were some of our general thoughts on this season thad kick us off season
4: three i think is uh it's their best season so far. Uh, I really like season 1, really like season 2, season 3. I think it was just the best season. You get a lot more now that the characters have developed a little bit more. You really get some some deeper performances from um one of Anna's husbands, or Carl Urban. Uh he was really great in the season and he really just stepped it up so this was it's a really great season
1: I love it Damon what were some of your thoughts on this season
0: I mean to echo that I definitely think it is the best season of the three we were talking before we started the recording and it's just like that's not to say the other two aren't good because this show I feel like is one of the best most well done shows going on right now I don't know where I'd rank that. That's a whole another story draft episode. But it's I feel like season three reached this this extra level to where it was definitely still shocking you, making you want to puke and avert your eyes while still delivering such a fascinating like, story with these characters that you really have learned and grown with. And you just want to know more about them, and we we get to know so much more about everybody. We get to see Frenchie's past come to haunt him. Um, we get the the wild flashback in Butcher's mind with his dad and his brother, which was just heartbreaking and really made me angry. Like his dad's just a just a bitch, really. Just God, um, and I mean Kamiko. The whole idea of her losing the powers and then choosing to get them again to to help those that she cares about for her for her family was just every beat i thought hit for the most for the most part like everything it has a couple weaknesses and i'm sure we'll get into that the a-train stuff was not my favorite but i also didn't hate it um and, yeah, I just thought also Mother's Milk was fantastic, and Homelander is a groundbreaking villain performance, and we'll get more into that. So, yeah, I absolutely adore this show, and this season was I, one of my favorite things I've watched this year. Um, what about you, Kyle? Kyle?
1: Yeah, I, um, you know, we're going to get into it a lot with these awards, but I I would probably echo that. I, I go back and forth between season one and, and three, but I'd have to rewatch both. Um, I think that it's interesting because I was talking um, to a friend about it before about this show in general, like on paper, I don't think it's something that I, it's probably something that I would roll my eyes at, like not knowing just knowing the concept and not knowing how they execute it, because it very much reads like an edgelord trying to come up with something really edgy and, like, push the envelope over a good story, right? And he's just picking fun at superheroes just for shits and giggles. But the way they do it is done in such a clever way, and this season especially, I think the social commentary has been really on point. Obviously, we'll talk about it more, but the final scene of the season is genuinely fucking chilling because um, it could so easily happen. Like, it probably has happened. So it's just, like... You know, there are things in this show that when it's on, I'm like, yeah, I I always forget how much I like this show. And like Anthony, Anthony Starr in particular, I think he his performance as Homelander is one of the best on TV right now. And I forget that each time, (laughs) like going into season three, I was like, oh, I'm excited to see Butcher and Huey and all of them. And the first scene with Homelander, I'm like, Jesus, I forgot how terrifying this guy is. <laughs> um, But they this season also does a bit to, I won't say humanize him, but at least show different layers to him. And it's just, they just keep peeling that back. And like, they, yeah, it, it's all heading to, I thought season three was going to be kind of the boiling point. But you can tell this is, this feels like the maybe penultimate season like if they stop at season four i think i'd be okay with that because they feel like they're reaching that boiling point of everything just like shit hitting the fan um and I'm, i'm really excited but it's a great season we have a lot to discuss with our awards so are we ready to jump into these awards let's do it
2: and now for the vic newman vp award
1: That's right. The Vic Newman VP, uh, great name, coined by our guy Thad. Um, Basically, this is just, there's a lot of um, great characters in this show, and we want to go past Wallflower and give some love to just a supporting character, like our favorite supporting character, lots of moving pieces in this cast. So basically our qualifier was that they could not be a member of the boys and they could not be Homelander. Anyone else is up for grabs? And just the performance or the character that we really, really thought shown this season. So, that kick us off. What is your nominee for the Vic Newman Award? Well, I think it's got to be Vic Newman.
3: <laughs> that is my nominee. Uh,
4: Claudia Dumit, who plays Vic Newman. Just a really chilling performance from her. Her... Her scene with um, our girl Starlight was just... Ugh. <laughs> Not like Homeland or bad, but it, we're getting into real corpo-political creepiness. And it's it's really chilling the way that last interaction she has with Starlight. So, just based off of that and the way that you, you see her progress... Because the first episode, you see, she just pops that her friends, uh, her old friends, face off, and not like just his head. She like slowly murders him. So, <laughs> as we've seen, she could just just as easily have just done it and just be done with it. Nope, she purposely did it this way. So, she's my nominee. For the Vic Newman Award, it's Vic Newman. Also, shout out to the Young and the Restless, who also has a Vic Newman.
1: <laughs> of course, they do. <laughs> who's also very, very creepy. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all right, that's one nominee. Damon, what's getting your nod for this award? Okay,
0: so there's some really good choices. And that's really why we went with this, because this whole show is just full of fantastic acting performances. Some I wanted to see more of, some that was perfect. Ah, uh, Okay, I am going to
3: go with. I,
0: okay, I got to. Giancarlo Esposito as Stan Edgar. Um, not nearly enough for our guy. OK, but what we got from him was fantastic. He was chewing scenery the way he was just talking with Homelander about how he really had the power and he really wasn't scared of him at all. The whole back and forth between the two in the beginning episodes was one of my favorite parts of the of the first three or four. And and how it culminated in and, you know, Stan getting uh, getting turned on by his own daughter was was wild but just I mean Giancarlo does what he's supposed to do and more he plays the bad guy to perfection and he doesn't have to throw one punch or or kill anybody it's just the way he smiles and and you know looks at you with those eyes he's just he holds the room so well and we need more Stan Edgar in this this series okay bring him back get him back in the uh into it all somehow, and that will be my nom.
1: All right. One well, nom for Gus Spring himself. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really, really great supporting performances. I think I'm gonna go with one. It's possible he will. Like, there's a couple that I want to mention, but I think they are pretty safe. Like it's pretty safe to assume they'll be mentioned during the Valedictorian Awards. So for this one, I don't know if he will or not, and I want to give him some love. So I'm gonna go ahead and nominate Nathan Mitchell as Black Noir. Um, always a character that I've been fascinated by. From, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I think Damon's mad that I, I picked this one up, but he I, I I he's just a fascinating character and has been since the beginning of season one. Um, without like spoiling anything, I so I've I, I've gone into the show even now three seasons in relatively spoiler free from the comics there's a bit of his character arc that I was spoiled on in the comics, like back when I was watching season one, that I I was disappointed. And then quickly realized that these, the writers were just taking the show in a very different direction from the comics, which made it more interesting to me to see where they went with him. Um, and in this season, we really get to see a lot more to his character with his connection to Payback and to, uh, to Soldier Boy. And also this, like the fact that he is home, kind of Homelander's only friend Um, And I've been told... I still have not watched it. Shame on me. I've been told that Diabolical kind of explores that a little bit. Um, So I I really want to watch that. But I... Yeah, he's just... It's not an easy thing to emote the way he does without saying a word. Now, of course, we do get to see him speak and like, at, you know, without the mask for one episode and the flashback, which was also great. I loved that. I love the guy who played a younger Stan Edgar as well. Um, but and then you see what happens to him and why he's so disfigured and and why he wears the mask and can't speak and. Especially in the latter half of the season when you understand like what his place in the conflict is going to be and his ties to both sides like Homelander and Soldier Boy, especially with the, the stuff with like all the animated characters that he sees. It's just it's in a show that's just so like dark and edgy and gritty. He like, provide some, like, levity when he needs to, but just heart, and, like, you just feel for this character. He probably, I mean, he's done horrible shit, just like the rest of the Seven, like, they're all monsters, but he, you can tell that he just doesn't want to be a part of all this and just wants to be separate, and, yeah, I mean, as we know, like, this, uh, one decision I don't really agree with is the fact that he is, as as far as we know, killed off by the end of the season. Um, Maybe they'll... We'll see what they do with that. I don't know if he's actually dead or not, but um, I just thought Nathan Mitchell was was fantastic, and he really, really sold a character who's just very mysterious and, like, gave a lot of emotional depth to him. So that's my nom. Um, three excellent, excellent nominees. So many others we could have gone with. Uh, this is going to be tough. So, Thad, kick us off. What's getting your vote? I
4: think I will still go with my pick of Vic Newman. I would have gone with the uh, the actor who played Black Noir, but uh, I don't know if you read as yet, but it looks like the writer of the show has been teasing that he's going to bring the actor back, but not the character. So I think we may be seeing the actor in future roles. So hopefully that happens. So I'm going to go with Vic Newman. Claudia Dumit. All
3: right. <laughs> Claudia Dumit
1: as Vic Newman. Uh, Damon, what's getting your vote?
0: This is tough. Because, I mean, Newman was really great, especially with the scenes with Huey and her daughter and, and Stan. Oh, And, I mean, the whole stand down, stare down with, with Homelander was intense. And now we're getting, you know, I mean, season two is kind of wrapped all around the mystery of who. Who that person was going to be who was killing every, the head popper and that was her. And now she's. a, uh, She only she sort of took a back seat role into the in this one, and it seems like they're actually giving her, you know, way more to do in the upcoming season. So that's going to be great. Uh sean carlo is fantastic nathan mitchell I, I said thank you by the way kyle because i was very happy you you nominated him because he
1: was, <laughs> okay, who I good. was thinking about. <laughs>
0: um because like you said he he gave such a brilliant for performance without having to do much like he, he did so much with his body and he, emoting we're getting we're in this like great era right now of people who are just giving really good performances without saying anything um you know, you got Mando, of course, and everything. With this, they're all kind of their own own thing. I am going to have to vote for... And I'm just wasting time at this point because this one is really hard. Um, I'm I'm going to go... I'm going to stick with Stan. I'm going to stick with Stan Edgar. Um, just, it, I mean, what can you say about his, his acting? It's so good, and Stan Edgar is... I, I need more from him. So that's mine. That's my vote. Kyle?
1: Uh, God. Um, all three of these are really great. Claudia is especially like really, really fantastic. And I kind of agree with Damon. I, the, the reason I didn't, because she was on my short list, but the reason I didn't nominate her is because she, it feels like we have not yet seen the peak of her performance. Like, I feel like that'll be season four. Um, But the way that they kick the season off with that really mystery of, like, who sh- she is, the head popper, and then... That basically being the whole reason Huey goes down the path he goes uh, in this season. Like, he's so disillusioned, and, and, like, the person that he was close with, his partner, turns out to be this head-popper. It's a great uh, way to kick the season off. So she's she's great. I mean, Giancarlo is a legend at this point. Like, he's Mando and, and Breaking Bad and this. Like, he's just... He plays a villain so well, and, like, the way he just stares down Homelander and their scenes back and forth are so goddamn entertaining um this is funny I don't know if we've ever had this in an Effie's but I'm also gonna like all three of us are just sticking with our noms I'm gonna stick with uh Nathan Mitchell as Black Noir I think in terms of this season like so much of this season revolved around his connection with Payback and with Soldier Boy and also with Homelander and he just did so much with so so little like damon said we're in a great era of like minimal performances and he he nailed it so three-way tie and first award of the night we we need a tiebreaker from our lovely producer anna
2: h oh my god really guys this one's tricky because it's you have essentially the up-and-comer Vic newman you have like the current standout Black Noir, and then you have Stan Edgar, oh, y'all are going to make me vote against my boy. This particular season, it's Black Noir, and I'm very upset with myself, and I'm not voting for jean Carlos Esposito. I don't want to talk about it. I'll go back in my hole now. <laughs> but, yeah, like Kyle said, he was the character throughout the season, right? The other two, while they were great, Did not really have that character arc that Black Noir had. They didn't really have the the staying power. And Vic's going to be the new big bad, I think, other than Homelander and stands now out of the, the running. So, yeah, the winner is Nathan Mitchell as Black Noir. And now for our next award, Best Quote.
0: Yes, Best Quote. Our favorite lines from season three of The Boys. There are some some really good ones, some really funny ones that I – one I really, really thought about nominating, and I still might. We'll see where where I go. Uh, Let's start with Kyle. What's your nom?
1: Yeah, I had the same dilemma. Uh, There's a lot of funny ones that I hope get brought up in, like, honorable mentions. Um, But one I'm going to go with is just, like – I don't want to turn this episode into a full-on Homelander love fest because, like, there are other great characters, but I'm gonna kick it off with this because it's just a chilling line. It's right after Starlight threatens to um, go public with the the footage of him on the airplane with Maeve, and he finally has the moment where he's just like, he has a. I won't pull the whole speech, but he talks about how he could just he could just decide to take the whole, whole world down, and and that would be okay. But he, this is part of the quote, and he says. See, Starlight, I'd prefer to be loved, but if you take that away from me, well, being feared is A1 okey-doke by me. And that is just fucking terrifying. (laughs) Like, Homelander is just such a genius creation on on both Garth Ennis' part from the comics and now in the show, and Anthony Starr just is coming in and batting 100 in every scene. And this scene in particular, like... You really get the sense that he is now just like fuck it i can do whatever i want and my people will love me regardless and this i think this line kind of solidifies that so that's my nom all
3: right then uh, what's your nom
4: well even though i did not vote for stan edgar he has uh one of my favorite quotes of the season and The first time I heard it, I was like, oop, okay. That is some evil political shit. And it's like, okay, real world stuff. He says, real world is the ability, real power, sorry, real power is the ability to bend the world to your will. (laughs) Yeah, that's my quote. It hits perfectly in the show. It hits perfectly in real life going on right now.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. That was on my shortboard. Um the one I'm going to roll with is maybe a little simple and but also probably the most meta that we'll have. And it's just I don't know, it is the tagline of the this season when annie says there's something wrong with homelander like you think really what tipped you off there annie um there's a lot of fucking shit wrong with homelander but i just love that line and just how it really points to this the whole idea of what this season was about and homelander really just losing his shit taking over and realizing people might actually dig that and there's there's just a lot wrong with our guy homelander so that would be my quote and we have three, one from Homelander, one from Stan, and one from Annie. What's going to get the win? Kyle, what's your vote?
1: Man, lots of good ones. Um, Jesus, this is tough. Uh, I really quick want to honorable mention one. One. Um, it's really random, but it just makes me love Maeve even more. It's at the end of the finale when we realize that she's... Or no, sorry, it's before the final fight when when she's reunited with Huey for the first time. And he's like, he's Huey, he's a golden retriever. And he's like, nice to see you again, Maeve. And she says, it's like you wear a neon sign that says, Raw Dog me, I'm a bottom. <laughs> I just fucking love <laughs> Maeve so much. Oh, that made me so happy. She's the best. Um I'm just stalling at this point because all three of these are just fucking great lines. I think I'm going to go with the Stan Edgar one because it just, like Fad said, it rings so true. And that's the thing with a lot of stuff from The Boys is like, I'll watch it and it's great television. And then I'm like, this does not make me feel good because it's so fucking close to real life. And it's just genuinely like depressing. Um, But yeah, this line in particular is just... There are many people who believe this and who who think this way, and no better person than Giancarlo Esposito to deliver the line. So that gets my vote.
3: Thad, your
1: vote.
3: I ugh, this is tough because I completely forgot about the Homelander line too. Ooh.
4: You know what? Let's give Damon a hard decision. I will vote for the Homelander quote. Let's let's give it to Homelander.
3: Great,
0: thank you so much. Um, yeah, you know, I would actually forgotten about the Homelander quote too because that one is so good. The Stan one was my first choice. I got it. I'm I'm going to go with Homelander because it really just shows you like what Homelander cares about. Like he just wants to be revered in in any way. He wants people to be thinking about him whether it's you know praise or if it's just straight up just fear and seeing that his progression or degression in this uh, series in this season specifically was was so fun and frightening. And I, I think that quote really uh, really sets that. So that's my vote.
3: And the winner is, I'd prefer to be loved. And now the nominees for Most Memeable Moment.
1: That's right. Most Memeable Moment. Um, with a show like this, it's just prime, prime material for memes. Lots of great opportunities to make memes out of stuff. So, Damon, kick us off. What is your nominee for this award?
0: Oh, okay. I go first. So, this one has some really, you know, basic ones, but there's one I've been seeing uh, really recently because it's from the finale. Not only that, but it is, it's pretty much like the last shot. And, And it's essentially Homelander after he blows the dude's head off and... Everyone starts cheering, and he goes from, like, shocked to, like, oh, they, they like me. They really like me, like, laughing. It's like, oh, well, okay then. Um, so it's it's like a meme video, but people are literally using it, like, um, oh, god dang it. I can't think of, like, a really good example, of course. But, oh, when uh, Radiohead misses their uh, their note, but the crowd thinks it's just because of their experimentation. Um, but just like, yeah, Kyle.
1: Number one, fuck you, because that just made me spit my water everywhere. But I found a tab that just has all the greatest compilations of this one in particular that I'll send you.
0: Yes, yes, please. I, I read them and then I completely forgot about them instead of writing them down. But they are they are just gold. And I mean, you can do any kind of think about it when you're thinking people are going to think one way, but they you know, oh they, they're vibing in, you know, they're vibing with you. Oh, when you say some when you say a really bad take on Twitter and you don't get anyone to unfollow you. You know, that that's that's a good one right there. So that will be my nom.
1: All right, Thad, what's your nom for this uh, this word?
4: I think there's a lot of potential for um even though it's heartbreaking for us at the time when we're watching it, where uh Kamiko is texting Frenchie just like I'm sorry. Was there any? Was it something I did? It won't happen again. You know, it's heartbreaking in the moment because we know what happened to Frenchie at that time. But just the, if you look at it and you see, just think about the screenshots of her like texting on her phone. Anytime you see someone texting on their phone, you can just put little memes of stuff. So was it something I said? <laughs> or, and then you just have the next picture of, I don't know, someone. Uh, doing something they shouldn't do. You know, there's that meme format where you have someone texting or on their phone, and then it's just something ridiculous in the next frame, and then you'd go back to her.
1: This is wow, this is really creative. I did not expect, like, that's I didn't even think about that in my noms. So, that's that's a really, really good call. Um, yeah, you can make some really, really bonkers shit with that. Um, okay i am torn because i was gonna go so the homelander one damon mentioned was in my short list there's another homelander one that i'm considering i'm gonna go with one that again we have not seen a lot of memes made out of it but it was something that friend of the pod ryan and i were just i think every new episode we would text each other about how funny this is just the random choice that huey every time he teleports is just immediately naked i think that you could make a lot of memes out of that (laughs) uh i don't know what it would be people are creative ryan is creative he's our meme lord, le- meme lord over here at planet fantasy so i'm sure you'll see plenty um on our socials but i yeah it's just it's so funny it it was a running joke that i thought would get old but made me laugh every single time so i'm gonna go with with that one for my mom um i got all these great, three
0: i got
1: players. a great example.
0: yeah kyle sorry um essentially you could do when anna sees uh thor's bare ass just close. <laughs> it's personal. Like a, attack. It's like a penny drop. Theme. What the hell
2: did I do? I'm just sitting in the background, oh my keeping God. my mouth shut.
0: It's just facts, and we. It's probably. You know.
1: I mean, the worst
2: part about this accusation is that it's entirely correct. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is especially funny because last week I was the person who nominated Thor's bare ass on the episode. Not not Anna. Like, I should have been your target and Anna's still catching strays.
2: I was (laughs) trying to be serious and I was like, I know it's the most beautiful shot in Love and Thunder, (laughs) but I can't be a horny jerk. I got to keep my mouth shut and be like, take the one that's not in the equation, right? So... (laughs) Unbelievable.
4: Yeah, Anna experienced both love and thunder in that scene.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Had I not known it was in the trailer, I probably would have fallen out of my seat. But uh, anyway, back on track,
1: <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, amazing. Uh, Damon, let's get your vote for this one.
0: Oh, um, well, let's see. Wait, what was yours again, Kyle? What did you say? You did you? <laughs> it's the one that you just used as fuel to attack right. our producer. So, yeah. I, I completely, I completely got distracted by by that whole lovely situation. Um, it, my mine's gonna be Homelander. I'm gonna stick with my own. Homelander getting cheered after blowing a dude's face off. It, it, I, the uses I've seen for it already are, are great, and it's, I think they're just growing as we go. So that's my vote. All right, that's one
4: vote for Homelander. Thad, what's getting your vote? Ooh. Part of me wants to go with Homelander again, only because we've seen that meme, and it's it also reinforces uh, community's hatred for all people named Todd. So it's like mm, fucking Todd. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll go with I'll go with the Homelander one just because we've seen it and it's it's going really well, and it really can just put that evil Todd face at the end of any meme, and it's like, yeah, you know what's happening. This guy, it's he's got Todd face.
1: You don't need to explain anything. It's just Todd face. Fucking Todd. Uh, yeah, this is a clean sweep easily. Uh, that that was another one I considered was, n- like, not that scene, but Todd in particular at the very end of that. I've seen a lot of memes of just his face with the caption, like, Steve Rogers is the only Captain America, or Black Panther is an overrated movie. Like, just that that meme could be done for so long and is being done. But I think the one, yeah, Thad's right. We're already seeing so many is the the Homelander one. I think they're going to get a lot of traction out of it I just read I just sent one to our group chat of like Wanda after realizing she can pull as much shit as she wants and her fans will still follow her (laughs) um yeah uh, this is a a meme that will be running for a long time I think even in season four we're going to get more of it with Homelander you can just do memes off of his reactions and be fine but yeah this is an easy clean sweep
2: In a Blatant Attack Against the Planet Fantasy producer, the winner is Homelander. And now, the nominees for Best Fight.
0: Best Fight. There's a lot of brutal ones in this one. You got Kimiko going ham, of course. You got some Homelander action. Soldier Boy with some brutal ones. I don't know where this one's going to go. So, Kyle, what's your nom?
1: Okay, so glad I got first pick because this is one that I don't even know that it has a good chance of winning, but it's one that I have I have not gotten to rewatch the season in preparation for this episode, but I have probably looked up and rewatched this scene on YouTube ten times because it's so damn entertaining. Uh, from episode four, uh, glorious five year plan, I've got Kamiko fucking up some mobsters with dildos. It is just. Let me just talk about my, my, the love of my life, Kamiko, for a second, because goddamn is she maybe like the, the winner of this entire season. She's so good. Everything she does is gold and Frenchy. I love them. And this scene in particular is just so fucking great. I love that the circumstances around it are not great because it solidifies the fact that Butcher is genuinely like a monster and will make his team do whatever. He doesn't care about them. It's rough. But watching her just fuck these dudes up with a giant Homelander dildo. Um, there's something very gratifying about that. Like, I don't know why. It just it hits a sweet spot, and it's it's incredible. So that's got to be my nom.
0: It, it, it hits a sweet spot, does it, Kyle?
1: Um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs>
0: um, I, I had to. Thad, what, what's your nom?
4: All right, I will take the I'll take the first major fight we see the heavyweight fight with the uh, Soldier Boy and basically yeah at that point it was yeah it was Soldier Boy and Huey and Butcher versus Homelander. That's because at that point you're just kind of speculating like can they really kill Homelander? And then we basically get the whole, uh, <laughs> the whole Ben Affleck. Do you bleed <laughs> afterwards? <laughs> so it's like, oh, you can. He can be killed, but only by these three, basically, ganging up on him and beating him up. But that fight is the first heavyweight battle that we see. So I will go with that one.
0: Alright. That means I will be going with the other heavyweight battle. And it's it's not the season finale fight, but it's the specific the special uh the specific fight between Mave and Homelander. I just think finally seeing Mave really get like letting letting him have it, making him bleed, giving him like an actual even fight was great. Mave was a lot of I like seeing Maeve do more in this season, but she was also kind of, you know, put on the burner, locked up, didn't know where she was. There was a lot of vibes that we were getting in this season that this was not going to end well for Maeve. And I straight up, of course, thought they, they killed her. So I was very happy that they didn't. This was more of her getting out of the life and getting what she wants, which is hopefully far, far away from Homelander. But the fight itself was just brutal. Like, Homelander digging digging into her eye and just seeing just that brutality of the two that they just hate each other. And I really enjoyed it. Much more so than the other part of the uh, the fight going on. That one wasn't bad, but this one was just just to see that Homelander can get rocked, that he can maybe die is is hopeful. Even though I think they were idiots and and didn't just let Soldier Boy kill kill homelander real quick and then then gas him. like was would it been that hard i don't know just just try maybe but this fight was a lot of fun so that would be my nom and so we have the dildo fight we have homelander versus butcher and the boys uh soldier boy and huey and then mae versus homelander what are we going to roll with kyle what's your vote
1: yeah, these are all fantastic. Um, I love the Maeve in Homelander one. You already touched on this, but I I love it just because it like it, it. There's a very small number of characters in this show so far who can provide like an even evenly matched fight with him and make it look believable. And Maeve clearly like matches him in fighting. I think. I mean, she comes real close and. Yeah. Like she actually draws blood and the eye gouging for some reason in a show that is like full of gross out moments. We'll talk about that in the, in the next award, but like nothing really makes me squeamish more than something like gouging someone's eyes. I don't know why it's just, I have a thing about eyes. And when he did that, I had to look away from the screen. Um, but you're just scarred from game of Thrones. (laughs) Yes. My favorite character. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just, it was a brutal, brutal fight. I loved it. Um, I agree, David. I think it's the best part of that entire fight and that finale. Um, I I love mine. Like I mentioned, I think it's a thing of beauty. I'm actually going to vote for Thad's because I think that that was one. Yeah, like you said, like even in a story sense, we didn't know how that was going to happen or whether we would see what would happen, like how they would fight Homelander. And also... You know, I loved Jensen Ackles as a soldier boy. I think that he could have been in more of the show. I mean, he's only in, what is it, episodes five to eight? or Yeah, like the latter half of the show, um, which is fine. Like, I understand they had to pace it out, but this is the first time that he really was like an actual threat, I think, and... I always love a fight that involves, like, multiple people. Um, It kind of reminded me, in a much different sense, but it reminded me of, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest fight with, like, uh, everyone on the wheel and, like, kind of going back and forth. And it's just very chaotic and all over the place, and I always love stuff like that. So that gets my vote. All right, Dad, what's your vote?
4: I am going to vote for Kamiko that was actually my first pick so i'm going to vote for kamiko and the uh the various array of selection of her her weapon as you might say the weapon selection just murdering everyone so i'm going to go with
0: kamiko great another tough decision lovely um I would like to say twenty twenty two is the year of the of the dildo fights. We've gotten two this year, which isn't a lot, but I mean it's more than you would think we would be getting. So um oh, man. Wait, the Homelander What is the other one?
3: Oh. Well okay. Am I missing I another not- big dildo fight?
0: D- maybe not dildo, but definitely um sex toy fight. Um
1: you, oh,
0: you know what I'm talking about, right?
1: Yes, and I'm glad okay, you didn't just, mention it for our listeners who have not yet seen that thing. But yes, I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> you need to be surprised when you first see that. So I will not say yes. anything else. Um, but yes, sex toy fights. We we've had two this year. So, um, the Homelander fight versus Butcher, Soldier Boy, and Huey. I'm I'm with Kyle. I love fights with multiple people that aren't all together. This was our first. Inkling that, yeah, Homelander can get rocked. Homelander can get taken down, and Soldier Boy could do it. And, I mean, seeing Huey actually land some stuff on Homelander was great, even though we we were in the moment of of Huey fucking up royally, okay? I I liked Huey's uh, storyline this year, by the way. Uh, It's very—it pissed a lot of people off. I like that. But— This is tough because the dildo fight was just... Kamiko's the best-looking fighter on the show, hands down. Like, you believe she's throwing those punches. It just looks so good. I I gotta go Homelander versus Butcher, Soldier Boy, and Huey. I just think it's... I think it's more important. It's more surprising, and it, it really sets the stage for what goes down in the finale. Just, like, they have a chance... Homelanders, um, like he has, he flies away. He runs away for maybe the first time in his life. So that's gotta get my vote.
2: And the winner is Herogasm. And now on to the I'm gonna puke award.
1: <laughs> that's right. This one was coined by Damon. Um, again, yeah, the boys is just <laughs> full of gross-out moments, shocking just disturbing moments from the very beginning of the show. And season three certainly lived up to that again <laughs> in many ways. Um, so yeah, lots of great, just gross out, brutal, shocking moments. Uh, so Thad, what's getting your nominee for this award?
4: Okay. So famously, we don't kink shame anyone at Planet Fantasy. And I will continue that trend. We will not kink shame anyone. But... um during Herogasm, mother's milk um something happens to mother's milk and it's not the act that's gross it's the amount like even if you let's <laughs> it's just like 4 gallons of just everywhere it's like in it's like can you it's like getting thrown into a pool of it have you ever, like, been pushed into a pool with, like, your cell phone and the first thing it's like, oh, now there's water in the cell phone and everything? It's like, that, like, his pockets must have been full. It's, so, again, it's not the, it's not the act, it's the amount. Like, yeah, I'm going to go with the poor mother's milk. <laughs> I'm going to go with mother's milk and hero So mother's Just milk getting
2: like milk. My-
1: <laughs> Losing my mind. It's it's not the act. It's the amount. <laughs>
2: oh, fuck. You can say getting calm down, Dad.
1: Oh God. Okay, Damon. What is your nom? Jesus.
0: I was really scared that I wasn't going to get to nominate this one because I mean, when Kyle says that they remind you very quickly that what this show's about. They they remind you within like what is it the first twenty eight minutes? You're like, Oh, it's been a minute. The boys, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty gory, it's pretty violent. Um it'll be okay. And then once termite just explodes while headed to the prostate, it's just like, oh, right. That's what this show does. And you're just brought back to the earth of the boys and it's just like, god damn they we asked for this we wanted ant-man to go up thanos's butt and instead we got term termite going into someone's uh penis so we 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 got it and it was it it was excitingly terrible i loved it that's my vote i mean that's my knob probably gonna be my vote
1: jesus yeah that one still makes me just like physically cringe um I'm going to go with one that it is, I think it like thematically does a great job of both making us feel bad for a character that we all kind of hate and also further like villainizing the main villain of the show. RIP to my guy, Timothy. I mean, it like, yeah, you know, a few scenes before you have the really, again, like (laughs) that, Not gonna kink shame, uh, you know, even to this extent. Like the deep is is clearly wanting to be with his pal Timothy while he's with his his lovely wife. Um, and you know, a few scenes later, Homelander serves up dinner and it's and it's Timothy. He makes he makes him eat Timothy. And it's just like fucking. It's almost some of this stuff is like, oh, that's gross, but it's like, I ah, kind of laugh at it. This is it pushes on the verge of like, this is just uncomfortable. And it like is very gross and like it's just not fun to watch and it was so effective too like the deep is just a fucking i i don't like the deep as a character i think that he serves some kind of function in the role in the story but i just feel like they've done enough with him and i I, i'm kind of bored when he's on the screen i felt so bad for him in this scene though like it's just such a brutal thing to have to do and it yeah it homelander will he has no line that he will not cross to fuck with people and like he just is an absolutely like he has no empathy for any anyone else and he knew that that would hurt the deep more than anything else would so gotta go with with uh timothy being eaten for my my nom uh all right 3 can't say great three really extreme noms (laughs) Uh this is a rough award, but yeah, three great noms. Um, fad, what does it get in your vote? Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna
4: go with the mother's milk scene. It's you know, I know you laughed at it. It's it's the amount. It's just the amount. I mean like I like like honey. I don't think I'd wanna be covered in like eight gallons of it. I don't think I want it just like filling my pockets. It's
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with the mother's milk scene.
0: Jesus.
1: Oh, God. Uh, Damon, what's getting your vote?
0: These three were all on my list. Um, Also, shout out to uh, our guy, Tony, getting exploded. You know, his whole body just popping. That was great. But um, that scene was... Just mother's milk is just unloaded on, like just com- like head to toe, pretty much. Um, I, I in the deep, the deep eating Timothy really is maybe the most uncomfortable scene of the entire series. Maybe it's just like eating them live, and like he's like he's he's praying right now, like he he's talking, he's begging for his life, while it's just. That just shows you just how terrible Homelander really is and maniacal. But just off of, like, I can't watch this. I'm, like, my stomach is not okay. I I think I have to go with Termite um, blowing up the guy from his his penis.
1: Oh, man, this is an impossible decision. Um, (laughs) I, yeah. I think I'm gonna go so I will say too, we're probably gonna talk about it later. It's got a strong possibility for another award. But Herogasm in general, like the episode. I don't know about anyone else, but like the lead up to the episode, and I know they have to do this to promote their show, but like the social media for the boys was out of control. It was like you guys are not prepared for this episode of television. It is the wildest episode of like, guys, we've seen Game of Thrones. Like we have (laughs) the threshold is pretty high and i just feel like they may have overhyped it a bit it's a fantastic episode like thematically and there's a lot that happens and we'll talk about that later but the sheer gross out part of it was just like yeah i've seen i've seen game with i've seen shows before it just it felt like they were really trying they when you have to call an episode of television your version of the red wedding like you're you're pushing a little too hard um but the mother's milk scene is, is great, and now it's so much funnier to me because of what is now my favorite quote on all of Planet Fantasy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm actually going to vote for the Termite one as well, because, again, even as Damon was, like, recapping it and talking about it again, I was, like, physically cringing and just thinking about it. And it's just – you're right. It opens the season, and it's like, yep, we know exactly what kind of show this is, and they're they're going for it again. And it's just fucking – brutal um so that gets my vote real quick i want to shout out an honorable mention though not quite as i don't know weird it's still very very strange and gross uh Stormfront like providing some quote-unquote relief to homelander from her hospital bed <laughs> not not the move <laughs> that may be so uncomfortable um but yeah this is a clear winner
2: and the winner is termite's explosion and now the nominees for the mic drop award.
0: I don't know if I've ever seen a season with so many mic drops. I was like, "Oh, this one." Wait, no, this one. I don't know. This one could be it too. So I don't know how the hell we're going to vote for this one. Dad, what's your nom? So I'm.
4: We were just talking about the hero gasm episode, and I'm going to pick something from that episode, and I am. Going to go with something I mentioned a little bit earlier, but it's with Vic, Vic Newman, after uh, Annie turns her down, and just showing off her power as she's walking away, just showing Annie like, yeah, I could, I could just murder you at any point, just, just casually making Annie's nose bleed, just, just a small brain leaky poo. Just right there. Just walking away. I, that's such an evil superhero mic drop. But just like, yep, I could do this any time I want.
3: I like that. I didn't
0: even think about that one. But that's, that's a really good one. Kyle, what's yours? Uh,
1: I'm going to go with... It's tough. I have two Homelander ones that I'm going back and forth in between. Um, I, Jesus, sorry. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with one that I've already mentioned how I, I I don't know how I feel about it like happening because I want to see more of this character. Um, I'm going to go with Homelander killing Black Noir. I think that that was a, like a huge moment. That's a character that he genuinely seemed to trust. And, like, the great part is that you can see that it actually does hurt Homelander to, to do it. Like, when he kills him, he's he's near, he's near, on the verge of tears. Like, it, it actually gets to him. Um, but I don't know if I was naive going into the finale. I did not expect Black Noir to die. I thought that he was going to be in the fight and maybe... There was going to be a big team up against Homelander or or something like that, but I I did not expect him. I thought he was going to be alive by the end of the season. I thought maybe he would have a similar like arc to what Maeve had in the finale. Um, and so when he's killed by Homelander, and especially in such a brutal, vicious way, and him like pulling like, punching through him and stuff is, it's bad. It, it's and then like the moment of like the animated characters kind of like sending him off, that was brutal. That got to me. So that gets my numb.
0: That really is maybe one of the more surprising moments of the series. I just, I did not see that coming. Like you said, Kyle, I really thought he, he would at least have something to do in that final battle and, and maybe die in that. But at least we're getting more Black Noir or, or at least more of a Nathan Mitchell. So that that was a great one. Um, My mic drop nominee is going to be when we finally get Soldier Boy revealed and released from his nap, and he promptly, um, essentially blows into Kamiko, and Huey uses the tent V, and we're just essentially just the ending of that episode. We just we have Frenchie crying and trying to take care of Kamiko, who we don't know what's what's about to happen with that butcher not caring a about her at all, driving away, worrying about soldier boy and Huey, just rolling his ass off in the passenger seat. Just like, Ooh, I got, I feel good. And it's just like, I felt like that's really when the season jumped another level. It's like, what, what is about to happen? Like from that moment, the season just really ramped up and we were like, Oh wow. The, what kind of power was that? What is like, there's no way Kamiko's dead right and huey's now tripping and and who knows what's going to happen with temp v and like all of those answers of course i mean questions get answered but like just to be left on that was was a very big mic drop drop to me so that would be mine so these are tough and uh yeah so thad start us off what's gonna get your vote
4: Mm. So, shout out to something that I thought was going to get nominated, but didn't. Um, Soldier Boy. The reveal that Soldier Boy is Homelander's father. Uh, I am going to vote for... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Homelander killing Black Noir. Because I really thought that that if he was going to get murdered, it was going to be Soldier Boy murdering him because he did all of this to avoid Soldier Boy. And then he was like, OK, I'm ready to go and fight him. Let's go. I talked to my cartoon Snow White friends. Let's go. And then it's Homelander. So I'm going to I'm going to pick uh, Homelander getting getting rid of our boy Black Noir. All right,
0: Kyle, does that got your vote as well?
1: uh i i think so i all of these are really great i damon i love the one you picked because that's such a chaotic and like frenzied moment for so many reasons and i the way you were describing it brought me back to watching that episode i our friend ryan had already finished the episode and i was like live tweeting him because i was distressed and like i thought <laughs> kimiko was dead and i was just not happy um so that's a crazy moment um vic newman is also a, a awesome awesome moment like the the image of this the nosebleed was like oh shit like she's she's here to play mean, she's not here to play rather she's she's a real threat and then that was great um i think i am going to vote for the black noir one though because like y'all have said like it, it's just such a shocking moment did not expect him to die in this season and then yeah like Thad said he he spent the whole season for his arc of the season avoiding soldier boy and he was finally ready to confronts him and then what do you know he's stopped by by homelander in like this betrayal moment um it's a great performance from both of them but yeah it's just a really really shocking moment um i was going to shout out real quick less of a real like mic drop but a train killing blue hawk was also a huge like oh shit like this is shit's getting real now and i wasn't always like, like damon i wasn't always into the a train arc but that was a that was a great moment so that like, gets a shout out but this is a clear win
0: So, I, I'm i ashamed that we did dominate the uh, the reveal of I Am Your Father. Because, honestly, that was just like, what? When I saw that, I was just kind of, like, frozen. I'm like, they really did that? That's the thing? Wow. Um, so, I'm actually going to rescind my nom and vote for that one. Even though it won't win. It deserves it. Like, that was just... Came out of left field. Like, I was floored so that will get my vote but it is not the winner
3: and the winner is homelander killing black noir and up next our valedictorian award
1: valedictorian like we mentioned with the first award of the night um All kinds of great, great performances, and now we're giving some shine to just the best of the entire season, the single best performance that we think just just was the MVP of the season. So, Thad, kick us off. What's your nom? I will go...
4: um, I'm going to suck up to our great producer, Anna, and I will go with Carl Urban as our boy Butcher. Uh, The episode where we find out his the past that he had with his father and his brother. And that was um, as creepy as Homelander has been in the previous seasons. This is the first time we get to really see Carl Urban flex a little bit. And uh, this was really good. I mean, it's tragic. And the acting that he pulls off is just you really get a good insight as to why he is the way he is. So I'm voting for Carl Urban.
3: All right, Damon, what's getting your nom?
0: I am going to leave a certain sunburn for Kyle because he's really good at the praise for him. Uh, He says it so well. I want to give a shout out. So I think my favorite thing about this season Laz Alonzo as Mother's Milk was just everything. I thought bringing him more to the forefront and being really truly being the heart and the moral like compass of the boys just was so well done. He he played he he was he was so angry, so angry at the boys, his friends who are just really fucking up like they're completely going against what they're setting out to do. Like, I think he even says one time, like, you know, the whole point of this is, like, that no one needs these powers. And it's just, like, Butcher, who's, of course, the one who's obsessed with taking down all the soups, now he's, he's, you know, juicing. He's got Temp V. And to see that that divide between the two was heartbreaking. But also, like, yeah, Mother's Milk is completely in the right. And to see how disappointed he was and Huey was, like... Yeah, I mean, you just saw how close that they had been and how much they cared for each other, and they just kind of flushed it down. and And to have Mother's Milk be the the focal point of that, I thought was really well done. The whole storyline with him and his daughter, and the fact that Todd is just Todd, uh, don't be a Todd. And the the work he done when like when he punched him, and the look he he gave to his daughter, and it's just like. It was like the last thing he ever wanted to do. And we, you know, we hear that later on. And I, I just love the scene when he finally talked to his daughter about about kind of who he was and what he did, you know, just to be open and, and be vulnerable with her. I was I just thought that was great. And I mean, who else can take a load like that other than than Laz? So big props to Mother's Milk. I, I can't wait to see what happens. I just wish he could have gotten more with Soldier Boy like the fact that they just kept honing in on that like Soldier Boy killed his family and was a big part of the, of why Mother's Milk is the way he is to not have that resolved really I mean yeah he was the one who put the, the gas mask on him but still I, and that's why I think Soldier Boy is going to be coming back at some point Okay, I I fully believe that story is not done yet um, so that's my nom. Uh, Dad. did you have something to say real quick? Did you really just say who
4: else could take a load like that than Mother's Milk?
0: I was about to say the <laughs> <same>. <laughs> It just worked. I don't, I don't think it. anyone else could have made it work as well as that. <laughs> the look on his face, okay? He was so angry. Like, even before that happened, he was so done with that party. He did not want to be there. He was just over it. And then like right before that he's like he wanted to get out of there and then he just opens the door and he's just like he looks to Annie is like this this is like all your fault he he didn't say it but he was thinking it so i, I just loved it <laughs> oh
1: man um, yeah i agree with that he's, he's great you've i appreciate you what you did and like leaving me what i think is kind of like what i maybe my, my obvious choice but you've you've fucked me sir you have fucked me over because i really wanted someone else to take Anthony Starr so I could sh- give some love to Karen Fukuhara. <laughs> uh, but I yeah, i'm I'm gonna nominate Anthony Starr as Homelander because I think it is, like I said at the top, I think it's one of the best performances on TV right now. Um and i I just I forget that until the show is on, and then it's just everything he does. And especially in this season, he is probably at his most vulnerable in this season. And we see that even before the reveal of Soldier Boy being his father and his interactions with, like, even with Annie and, like, his interactions with, you know, with Ryan. Oh, my God, the dynamic with him and Ryan is so chilling, but so good. And I don't know, like, just we were talking about the meme winner, like, his moment of, like realizing that he can do whatever he wants and his people will back him up we know we don't have to really talk about it we know the elephant in the room of the inspiration for that scene uh the writers have not been shy about that and that is also terrifying and I think I that's why I love this show is like they are able to put a mirror up to our world and and our, our political figures right now and Homelander is a very very close representation like it's just kind of terrifying how close he is um uh Anna did you have something on that
2: Well, one, Anthony star is absolutely terrifying, right? There's something that he does in, like, his his eyes, where he just gives Mm -hmm. you, like, the cold, dead eyes and the warm smile. It's creepy as hell. I hate it. Um, I also wanted to give a shout-out to Karen and Jensen, because they were phenomenal this season as well. Sad they couldn't get nominated, but both of their performances were stunning.
1: Yeah, they were... They're both fantastic. let um, I was torn. I really love Karen and Kimiko. Could be like her. The com- combination of Kimchi is my favorite character in the boys. Like Frenchie and Kimiko are my my two favorites. But yeah, Anthony Starr. I think he's just he's put in Emmy worthy shit like in each season, and he's just has not been recognized, and it's a bummer. But the Emmys don't matter anyway. He's he's fantastic. Um, so I've got to got to go with Anthony Starr as my nom.
0: Hmm. So this is a tough one, Dad. Who you going to vote for? I'm going to stick with my own.
4: I'm going to go with Carl Urban just because we've seen um, Kyle's boy, Anthony Starr, pull out great performances and just really creepy performances. And I think this was, out of the three seasons, I think this was Carl Urban's uh, just his biggest stage to kind of show off, and flex a little bit. So I'm going to vote for Carl Urban.
3: This is really tough.
0: Because the like the fact that you shouted out Karen also, and Jensen, I want to shout out Aaron Moriarty as Annie. I thought this was, without a doubt, Annie's strongest season. She really came on her own. She was honestly one of the only people like sticking up against homelander not only that but literally just like standing up to him like face to face like knowing that he literally could kill her at any moment she just she was done being scared and and bullied by him and those were scenes were so well done i loved how she finally like quit and just started fighting back and i i just really loved annie so much uh kyle do you have something to say about annie
1: Yeah, just, like, I love that you mentioned that because with Huey, I'm with you on his arc. I think it was an interesting... I wasn't with it initially, but I like that he is kind of corrupted in this season, not fully, but with that happening, she kind of takes his place in this season and being one of the only characters who's, like, actually doing the right thing. So, you're, yeah, that's a great shout because she was fantastic.
0: Right. Her and Mother's Milk was a great pairing. I really liked seeing that. So... That being said, it's Anthony Starr's home. It, it just is. Um, I, I do agree with that. I think this was probably Butcher's best work. We really see just how of an asshole he could be. Like, the scene with Ryan was like, that's just unnecessary. Like, really, Butcher. And then you see him with the temp V just really starting to lose himself and, and having Huey come down with him. And then just the The emotions that you feel when you see him stuck in his mind with the mindstorm uh hallucination just was gut wrenching, okay? Like everything with his little brother and then and then the whole idea that he, you know Annie tells him to tell Hugh that they're gonna die if they take any more Tent V, and you and the fact that he doesn't, you're just like there's there, there was two people who were like, "Of course he didn't tell him." This is Butcher, and there was everyone, there was, uh, everyone else that was like, "He's, he's, he's, he's going to do something, right? He has to." And thankfully, he did in the most Butcher way possible. But I, I just have to go Anthony Starr. Okay, like really, he's just on another level. In this season, he really lost it. We were seeing him just come to grips with the fact that people didn't really like him except. He also finds out that there's a lot of people who love how terrible he is. Very scary parallel and allegories we're getting with the real world there, but just done done brilliantly. His face acting. Just the way he like rolls his eyes and like puffs out his cheeks and just like gives a little head nods like it's so little but it says so much with just with the way we've we've grown with this character. He's a terrifying asshole who just craves admiration, or, you know, if he needs it, fear. But I I really think he he even raised it up again this season, and I can't wait to see his relationship with Ryan going forward. Really, really excited for that. So that that gets my vote. Kyle?
1: Yeah, I I think I'm going to stick with Anthony as well. I'm glad that had pointed out, like, Anthony has been great from the very beginning, you know, from, like, the very first or moments of of season 1. So it's not like a surprising uh pick, but and also I agree like Carl Urban has really really been solid this season. And Laz Alonso, like everyone has just been re- this has probably been the best season for the entire cast. They've all really come into their roles in a way. Like they've they've really they know their characters really well. So everyone's kind of at the top of their game. Um But I just think that, yeah, Anthony Starr, like, he is just a despicable, despicable character. And then you still have the moments of, like, you know, in the finale when he finally comes face to face with Soldier Boy and is talking to how, you know, with Ryan right there. And he's like, we can be a family and is genuinely, like, very vulnerable. And then Soldier Boy does what his dad did to him and tells him, like, you're not good enough and and I could have made you better. And it, like... You feel for a moment, you do feel empathy for for Homelander. And like you can see he's a vile human being, and like he just does horrible things. but you can see why he is the way he is. It's like he was raised he, in a test to. like he he's he's kind of just like this anomaly. Um and I just think that Anthony Starr plays that so well. I think he needs to be booking. So many more roles. Um, there's some big ones that are rumored <laughs> that we will hopefully, once they have become more than rumors at Comic-Con, we'll be talking about. I don't want to speculate just yet, but I want him to get all the villain roles because um, he's just, he's fantastic. He's hes consistently just one of the best parts of the show. Um, so yeah, he's, he's the easy vote for me. And
3: the winner is Homelander.
0: And now on to best memory. Oh, the memories of this season, the best scene or moment of season three. And it's just, just loaded with them. Kyle, what's your name?
1: Uh, I, I think I've probably said this for each award, so I'm sorry if y'all are tired of hearing this. I'm torn <laughs> between two. There's one that kind of harkens back to what we were just talking about with um, the last award, and there's one that I kind of just want to nominate for Shits and Giggles because it. I'm gonna do it because I, one thing, that, one of my favorite things about the boys is their their ability to parody everything. Like they can parody comic books and superheroes. They can also parody real life and how stupid celebrities are. I'm going to nominate the Deep's Imagine video from Herogasm because consistently things in this show will make me laugh the first couple times and then I kind of get over it. Every time I watch this video, I, I am in tears. Like I'm laughing so hard. Uh, the Imagine video from Gogado and everyone back in 2020 was just so fucking tone deaf and offensive and sensitive and the – yeah – it, they just they recreate it so perfectly, and they bring in real actors, and you, you get like Rose Byrne in there, and just all these random people showing up. And the way the Deep intros it is so fucking funny every time. They they've done a couple other like parodies like this, like with A Train's music video and stuff like that, which is also really funny. Um, but the the one with the Deep and the Imagine video is just. It's pitch-perfect. It is, it is parody and satire at its very best, and so I gotta nominate that one. Imagine. Dad, imagine if you were
0: able to nominate something. What would it be? I will
4: go with um, something that I would also love to see Planet Fantasy do. Just a full musical episode. Just have Kyle sing all, maybe like a musical effies. Not about musicals, just an episode where you hear Damon and Kyle and just singing, singing the nominations. So I'm going to go with uh, the Kimiko and Frenchie musical. That's my favorite memory. I love it. I mean, a lot of times it reminded me a little bit of uh, Scrubs, where... I shout out to my girl T, um, where you'll see them just break out into like a musical number on like the hospital floor. But this one was really great. Uh, anytime you can get some hospital hijinks and some musical bits, I'm in. That is my favorite part of the season.
0: Such a fun one too. It was. It was. It was great. So. Y'all yeah, went with some really, really interesting ones. I'm going to go with, with definitely a, a subtle, but I think this scene sets us up for the series finale. I don't know if they're planning on like an ending or like if they have any number of seasons planned or ideas, but in my mind, it ends with with Butcher taking down Homelander in what I mean I don't know in what way but it, to see the two have their little chat at the table just like chilling having a good old conversation like buddies was so well done it was, it was low key but like you just it gave like batman joker vibes it's like you know we're we're enemies we want to kill each other right now but we're going to have a nice little talk because we also can't really live without each other right now. Like we are each other's greatest thing that you strive for. It is. (laughs) Yes. It is their heat moment. Kyle, of course, um, 100%. And so it's just, I love the, the relationship between the two because they are like two halves of the same coin. And this season really, really painted that picture. Like, Just how much Butcher manipulated people, how much he, like, uses everybody. He really doesn't care what he has to do to get what he wants. Though, of course, we do find out that there are limits and restrictions. Do not hurt Kyle. I mean, uh, Ryan. Don't hurt Ryan. (laughs) Don't hurt Kyle either, though. Okay? He's our guy. But this just... It was so simple, but I I love great dialogue between characters who hate each other and this was just chef's kiss so that's got mine. nom and now so we have Homelander and Butcher have a chat (laughs) the Deep's Imagine video and of course Kimiko and Frenchie dance and sing their hearts out what are we going to go with
3: uh Let's have
1: Thad kick the voting off, because I'm really torn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go with... That's perfectly with...
0: fine. Make Thad do it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the musical. I'm just a sucker for a musical. I loved the Buffy musical. I loved all the musicals. Just... I'm The only disappointment is that the entire episode wasn't a full musical episode. I knew it wouldn't fit thematically, but just... I'm just a sucker for a musical in the middle of an episode. Just give me all of them. That's my vote. Give me a musical.
0: Okay, and I'm gonna go ahead and vote for Homelander and Butcher have a chat. Um, like I said, I just think it's it sets up so much, and for being so low key, it's just has a lot of intensity. Kyle, you're up. What you got? Wow,
1: this is so fucking difficult. I. It's clearly one of y'all's like the two y'all voted for I love the Imagine video but it's clearly one of those two and it's those two are like two of my favorite things in tv and movies like one like that said a musical where you don't expect it to happen I agree I love the Buffy musical the Scrubs musical the psych musical like I love when a show will take that departure and do that especially in a show that's this dark and it serves a purpose thematically and narratively and it gets us into the head of Kimiko and her innocence and what she wants it's it's perfect I love it um it's just a pure ray of sunshine and then on the other side you have Butcher and Homelander another thing that I love is when like Damon said so well he put it really well like two characters who hate each other but are two sides of the same coin and coming to that moment of like maybe not understanding but understanding that like this ends with one of us dying like with what this ends with the two of us um uh, you're right with Batman and Joker in the Dark Knight. There's even a great moment in, I think it's Batman the Killing Joke in the comic where Batman and Joker basically say that verbatim, like one of us is going to kill the other and that's how this ends. Uh, there's no other way this ends. Um, and I, I, I think that they nail that with, with Butcher and Homelander. You're right. I think that there's no other way for this season to end. Um, so, God, I'm I'm so torn between the two. I think just purely for a... A snapshot of what the show is about and like the, it's, it's it's relevance and importance to the show in general i'm going to vote for the butcher and ham homelander moment because it just it's a great it's going to stand as one of the series defining moments but i i love that kimchi musical give me a full two hour <laughs> musical with those two characters and i'll watch it all day but yeah my vote is for butcher and homelander
0: That's the only reason I was mad about that is because I thought it was going to be a whole musical episode, okay? Me too! Thank you!
1: I was so disappointed. Yes.
4: Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be a full musical. I just thought that... Yeah, of course I was disappointed that it wasn't a full episode, but it was like, "Mm, I don't think they're going to do it. I think we're a little too deep into the... uh the despair portion of the of the season to just get a full musical but i was hoping
2: (laughs) and the winner is homelander and butcher have a chat and now it's time for game of the year
1: game of the year our our favorite episode of season three um eight episodes all ranging from good to great in my opinion um damon kick us off what's your nominee for game of the year
3: okay this
0: i mean this season has so many good ones like i think it opens up fairly strong and it just like i said before it's episode four is where i feel like it really ramps up and so from episodes four to seven specifically um i enjoyed the finale for some reason it just didn't hit as hard as i wanted it to that's that's a me thing that's a personal expectation I really liked what they did with it, but I just think episodes 4 through 7 were were just bangers and I'm going to go with episode 4, okay? Like after I finished with it, actually I even think I told y'all that I think this is the best episode of The Boys. Like and that was before I saw the rest of the season and I think I still agree with that. I mean, you you get the whole trip to Russia and of course the dildo fight with Kamiko, and this is where you really get the divide between Kamiko and Frenchie and the rest. Like, you get that whole talk about how they just want to get away from it. Kamiko's like, Butcher doesn't care about them. Like, she he literally says that she's a weapon, like he's using her. Then you get the whole secret laboratory and Huey using the temp V. Um, and what was his name? Was it Jerry? The hamster, I, I I forget, and I I'm ashamed, but um, I I love that little guy. He was brutal, but just finally getting to see Soldier Boy, and like I said before, with the mic drop, just the the shock of him blasting Kamiko and having no idea what's going to happen. Um, seeing Huey, you know, have Nightcrawler powers, Butcher Butcher just being like, okay, I'm gonna take care of all these guys, and and just mother's milk being shocked and appalled and like and then just the ending you know just it's left on such a chaotic cliffhanger from beginning to end was fantastic oh i didn't even mention this is where when newman betrays stan her freaking dad pretty much so she could give her her daughter v like that scene was intense like everything about this episode was amazing so episode four glorious five-year plan is my nom
2: the hamster's name was jamie just for
4: god gotcha of course it was dad what
0: is your nom uh
4: i am going to nominate um i think the episode where Of course, we know that Homelander is unhinged throughout all three seasons, but I think for season three, the episode where he really loses it is, or at least you start to see the even steeper downhill decline is episode two, The Only Man in the Sky. And I think I mentioned it when we did our little uh, mini pod, but there's a direct scene where they are doing a riff off of the Superman comic where Superman prevents someone from, uh, uh, trigger warning for anyone. Uh, and yes, so trigger warning for anyone again, but, um, we've got someone attempting a suicide in the, um, The Superman comic. I think it's. uh, I've got it written down here. Yes. It's the all-star Superman episode 10. It's It's an arc where Superman. Is actually dying from solar radiation. And. He stops the person. With the quote. It's never as bad as it seems. You're much stronger than you think you are. Trust me. So. That's. What Homelander does to this person in almost like a shot-for-shot remake of that comic is just after he finds out what happened to, uh, to Stormfront. It's just such a awful decline, and you can almost, again, more props to Anthony Starr for his performance, but you see something change, and then... I think that's where we get the steep decline for the way he ends the season. So I'm going to go with episode 2, The Only Man in the Sky.
0: Very, very compelling evidence and reason for that one. This season's so strong. Literally, I think every single episode could be could be nominated. But there only can be one more. And, unfortunately, Kyle had to go and take care of something. But that just means Anna H., like her homelander herself, will be stepping in and taking control. Anna, what's your nom for Game of the Year?
2: As Kyle from Universe 838, uh, my nominee for The Boys Season 3 um, Game of the Year is actually going to be Episode 7. Uh, Here comes a candle to light you to bed. So, in this episode, we have a lot of flashbacks of Noir being the mastermind in the Nicaragua ambush to trade Soldier Boy to the Russians uh, on behalf of Stan Edgar. And then we also have A-Train being successfully revived after receiving Blue Hawk's heart transplant. And then we also have Butcher being trapped in the memories of his abusive father and the death of his little brother, Lenny. Huey winds up convincing Mindstorm to free Butcher from the prison he's set in, but then Soldier Boy kills him. Um, and then Annie discovers that B-24 is actually lethal after retrieving compound B for Kimiko. Uh, Homelander confronts Annie when she secretly live streams him and posts it on social. Uh, Kamiko becomes a soup again, healing her injuries and restoring her powers. And he tells Butcher of the implications of V twenty four, and Butcher withholds that information from Huey. And then at the end, we get the mic drop of Soldier Boy calling Homelander, and does the Darth Vader reveal, Homelander, I am your father. Right. That was a very intense episode, and I think because that episode was so intense. Episode eight, the instant white hot wild was good, but it didn't really have the impact of episode seven. So it was just sort of like, okay, like it's an episode, big deal. To me, episode seven felt like the finale and episode eight was just kind of a bonus. I think really with this season, we had back to back to back. It was just a constant high, right? Um, And I think episode seven was definitely the peak. You could definitely see... You know, tremendous acting in Jensen, uh, Carl Urban, Karen. You know, I, everything in this episode was just chef's kiss. I think it was honestly the best episode of the season. So,
3: yeah.
0: Thank you, kyle Um Dang it, that makes it really hard. Because it was either going to be that... It was either going to be glorious five-year plan or here comes the candle to light you to bed for me. And just exactly for what you said, that was for uh, Kyle838, because everything happens so much. It has that amazing cliffhanger, just that wild reveal. And just, like I said before, the emotional beats we get with Butcher when he's stuck in his mind are just... And then you have Huey essentially realizing how dumb he's been and how stupid and foolish they were to trust a soldier boy like he he says he's like you know he's this racist misogynistic soup that has ptsd and has a nuclear bomb inside of him it it is not a good mixture it's very volatile and to see him just really come to terms with that and realize like the whole idea is like they need to save everyone even the people who don't deserve it they deserve to be saved the most even almost it's just a lot of great stuff happens i mean we get black Noir and his his critters his friendly cartoon critters was that whole play was <laughs> absurd and hilarious the way the eagle was was a um, soldier boy and everything god but i love glorious five-year plan also for the reasons i had said and now I just want to, um, I want to cry because I don't know which one to go with.
2: Can I touch on Cause... the five-year plan, like, super quick? Of course. <laughs> that was the with oh. hamster, right?
0: Yeah, That. I'm sorry. That was episode four. That was my nom. Yeah.
2: Okay, so if you have not read the comics, aka Original Kyle, do not listen to this 30-second rant. <laughs> um. There is like a reference in the comic books with a soup called Blarney Cock, and he accidentally dies, and that particular soup had a kink. So when the soup died, a hamster crawled out of Blarney Cock's ass, and Huey felt sorry for the hamster and adopted it and named it Jamie. So that's why the hamster was in the show. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. Wow.
2: It was just like a normal hamster. Like it wasn't a souped up hamster, but that's why the hamster was in there.
0: <laughs> that's a hell of an Easter egg right there. Okay. Yeah. I. Um, i Dang. Thank you for that. I i, I love knowing that because I will never read Either way, I felt
2: like that was an important nugget.
0: I, I'm just going to go with mine, even though it's like 1A, 1B. Those two are, are definitely the strongest. So I'm, I'm just going to roll with mine. Like I have been this almost this whole episode. Uh, Glorious five year plan. Thad, what's got your vote?
4: I'm going to go with. Kyle. I'm going to go with the uh, episode seven. It's just it really was just a terrific episode. So I'm gonna go with episode seven, everything in it. The the Huey, the butcher, everyone just really just really comes to play in that episode. And it even though I think some people were disappointed with the season finale, this was really great. This was a great setup to everything for the future. So I'm gonna go with it. Uh, see,
3: All I'm right. torn Anna Kyle. What
2: you got? Know. <laughs> I'm going to go with episode four because it caused me the most emotional anxiety. Like episode seven had some brilliant acting and some brilliant writing, but I really think episode four was the one that left me on the edge of my seat. So it's got to be Glorious Five Year Plan. So the winner is episode four Glorious Five Year Plan. And up next, Great Expectations.
0: This is one of my favorites. We get to talk about what is coming, what is happening in the future, mainly the beats that the season finale leaves us with. What what do we want to know more about? Anna. Anna Kyle. What's that nom?
3: All right.
2: So we want to know is Butcher going to live in the next season or are they going to kill him off based on his interactions and dosage with V24? Right? Because you see him at the end and he's in a hospital bed and he's lighting up that cigarette and you're just like, dude, don't light up a cigarette in the hospital, but he's a dead man walking. Right? Are they going to be able to find a cure for him? Or is he going to have to become somehow like a soup full time? I don't really know. Um, I think it's something we're all chomping at the bit at. That was a pretty big cliffhanger, because Butcher's a pretty significant portion of the show. What's happening next for our boy? Stay tuned.
0: That's a fantastic one. Definitely was on my list as well. That. What's your biggest question, uh, leaving the season?
4: Yeah, that was also my biggest, one of my biggest questions, so I'll go with my second one. Uh, are we going to see Nina come back for revenge on Frenchie and uh, Kimiko? Is Nina coming back? I know we love Frenchie and Kimiko, but she did run out of there. She doesn't it's kimchi. die.
2: It's kimchi, Thad.
4: <laughs> but, you know, does she's got to be coming back at some point for revenge. She has to. I mean, is it going to be next season?
3: I I don't know. I'm worried. Those are
0: some good ones. The one that I just keep going back to, which I think will be a very, very big, important plot line, so it will definitely get answered, but just how will Ryan turn out? Like... We got that that end part where he's just kind of is unsure and and slowly starts to smile at the terribleness that is his father being cheered by a bunch of terrible people. And it's just like, what does this mean? Where is this going? Are we going to be getting Boy Wonder joining the seven little Ryan uh, using his powers and for the public? Is he just going to be just kind of the having having the padawan kind of vibe going on and learning from homelander and slowly becoming a dick like is he going to rebel he's going to see just how bad this is i don't know but it is going to be very very intriguing to see how that plays out and i i can't wait so that would be mine but i i love all three of these only one can get the w anna what's got your vote
2: Well, I'm gonna give it to my my own nom. It's gotta be Butcher. But I did want to give a shout out to um, Newman's daughter. You know, they injected her with V, but then we just like never see what happens with that, which was pretty interesting. So I think there's gonna be something happening with that long term. Um, but yeah, it it's gotta be what's going on with my boy Butcher. <laughs> Is he gonna make it through the whole season four? I don't know.
3: All right, Thad, what's
4: your vote? Yeah, that was gonna be my my pick, so I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for that as well. With with Butcher, is is he gonna have to take Compound V to try and stay alive? What's happening here? Um, although you know, shout out to some other things that we we really don't get answers to. Uh, what the hell were Alex's powers? Will we ever find that out? And do we do we think that the same gas would work on homelander if it worked on soldier boy do we think that'll work on homelander i don't know but yeah what happens to butcher that's my vote it's got to be the vote
0: i i thought the same thing that like if that gas can do that why couldn't it do it again? Some wonder... I feel like that might come back. I don't know why it wouldn't... Why you wouldn't at least try it. You know? Um, that's a great one. Those are all... Re- this really does leave a lot of questions unanswered. Which I think, personally, a lot of people in the MC Like, people watching these MCU shows apparently don't like that. I love having so many unanswered questions. Because that's why I else have another season. If you've answered everything... Why not end, you know? But there's so much we need to know. Um, I'm just going to shout out one more. And this was my personal favorite question. Will Frenchie, will, will kimchi ever get to Marseille? Because they better fucking get to Marseille at the end of the series. Or else I'm going to be very, very upset with Eric. Kripke. We
2: will riot.
0: <laughs> that being said, <laughs> we will riot. We need kimchi and Marseille. It has give them happen. health benefits, damn it!
2: Yeah, give them dental. <laughs> In a dental hell butcher.
0: <laughs> I love how everyone was like, "Okay, you're right," but this is not the time for that, uh, Frenchie. Um, it's it's but is butcher going to live through the next season? Because that's going to play a really important part too. Like I said earlier, I think the series ends with with those two going at it and. Maybe it doesn't happen next season. Maybe, like that says, maybe he does take Compound V, which was a lot of people's theory for the season finale, which it didn't happen. But he somehow survived, but he doesn't have long. They said, like, what, 18 months? 12 months? Or he just said months, even? So, he's ready to go. He's ready to take down Newman. My my theory... I'm just gonna throw a headcanon out. I think season six will be the last season no i'm sorry season five because we're on season three we're gonna next season is we're gonna get a whole bunch of butcher like trying to do whatever he can because his life's about to be over they're gonna take care of newman in whatever way and then season six will be the showdown of all showdowns him and him and a uh, homelander somehow maybe he finally took the v and one of them ends up killing the other somehow i don't know but that really is the big question coming out of this one. So that's got to get my vote.
2: And the winner is, what's happening to Butcher?
3: I do and that's,
2: have another question. Yeah, though. Anna? Yeah. Did Soldier Boy ever get that lube? I need to know.
0: Nah.
3: <laughs>
0: no, I don't think he did. I think he just went in dry. He just raw dogged it.
2: Oh, that's so painful.
0: Um, Great. Great unanswered.
2: There was. Well, I do want to do it during the awards because it's like a serious thing, right? I was like, I'll do it at the end and be chaotic. Um, There was like a pretty big announcement about the boys spinoff made today. Uh, So it's going to be called Gen V. And on the synopsis is the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, and competing for the best contracts in the best cities. And there's some pretty big names attached to this, uh, like Jazz Sinclair and Chase Perdomo, I hope I said that correctly, from uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina are in it, uh, Sean Patrick Thomas. Looks like a pretty promising lineup, and pretty pumped. Did you guys see that earlier?
3: I saw a little bit of it, yeah. I didn't read read it as yet, but I did see it.
0: I saw it yesterday actually and I meant to share it with y'all and I forgot. So I'm glad you shared it, um, Anna. But I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I I just think there's a lot of stories and ideas you can do in this world. So I'm glad they're doing a spin off, especially like with kids. I mean, you're giving a bunch of, you know, souped-up horny college kids powers, and and the idea that they got to compete with each other to make it on. Like, I just love the the setup of this world with superheroes. You know, like the idea that they all like are based in different towns and like have their different like groups. Like the Deep got sent to like what was it Cincinnati or Ohio, like Ohio or something? <laughs> I forget. Yeah, it's just like I don't want to go work in Ohio. It's like sports, you know. Oh man, I got drafted by the New York Knicks. I don't want to go play for them. It it, it just has that kind of vibe to it. So this is literally going to be like a whole uh, the boys' Hunger Games and like your college, high school sports team, uh, genre all rolled into one. Let's put some Compound V in it. It's just going to be wild. Um, I cannot wait for that. They have. They said it. Have they given a date for the release?
2: They have not yet. They just announced like who's going to be involved with it and like the name, and I think
0: that's it. So. Gotcha. Well, I cannot wait for that. Thank you for dropping that that news drop, Anna. And uh, before we get out of here, let's just let's hit some closing thoughts. Just anything we did not get to mention about the series, about the season. I'll I'll start. By shouting out my boy Jack Quaid, Huey. He was definitely, I felt like, not forgotten about because he definitely played a very big part. But he just wasn't as interesting as everyone else. I think it was definitely due to the storyline, which I thought he needed. We really needed to see him confront his his very toxic thoughts, okay? I mean, the whole idea was that he was portraying toxic masculinity, people for the most part really love seeing Huey these first few couple seasons his storyline with with Annie their their love story and him just really you know finding a place with the boys and trying to be you know get this revenge and for this to kind of he really kind of backslides he really becomes insecure with himself and that was a fun walk you know it was it made a lot of people watching the show uh put a mirror to themselves and a lot of people hated it. And also that was another thing I wanted to touch on the uh, side story of this season was just how many fans of the boys realized that this show was, is parodying fascism in our society <laughs> and how terrible it is. And it's just like, I thought Homelander was, was a very relatable person, but, they're making it seem like he's terrible. Oh, you mean the guy who literally took down a plane full of people? That guy? Yeah, shock, shocker. I'm just, I am so surprised. Like, I hate, these people are just idiots. and <laughs> It is just astounding how ignorant they are with the media. I, I believe that, that the term has been going around, media literacy. I, I think that's the right term. Just people not knowing how to absorb what they're watching. They just they miss the point so much, and to, they're just all Todd's. They just got Todd face, man. So, yeah, uh, shout out to Huey and Toxic Fans Are Idiots. that That's all I got. Um, <laughs> Anna, what you got for the people?
2: I need to give a shout out to Eric Kripke being back on his bullshit because what not only. Did he bring back Jim Beaver as an Easter egg? He named the character Robert Singer, which is the same character name in Supernatural. And he also did like the, what a the Supernatural trunk shot, like in towards the beginning of the show. There is a shot um, with the the camera aiming out of the trunk, and it's like Papa Winchester, Dean, and Sam, and they close the trunk. And someone on the boys' social media team posted something like, there's Winchesters in this trunk, but it's not the ones that you're looking for, or something like that. And I was like, that's brilliant. I hate it. Stop messing with my head. (laughs) I love a crossover, but that one hurt. Um, Yeah, it's pretty evident it's a Kripke show. But uh, yeah, no, I had to give a shout out to Jim, because no one really touched on it at all. And when I saw him and uh, Jensen on the screen together, I my little supernatural fangirl just kind of squeed in the background. And I took a screenshot and like sent it to our group chat and everybody's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm so unwell. (laughs) No, it was, it was great. I'm really looking forward to the next season.
0: Yes. Thank you for shouting out Bobby. That, That was, that was a really great fun Easter egg. It's like, what is happening is that the same person? I don't know, but I can't. I'm excited that he's going to get more to do next season, since you know he's Newman's running pal. That's going to be a lot of fun right there. Um, Thad, what are your closing thoughts for Boys Season Three?
4: I think we touched on most of the things, but my my biggest uh, gripe, if I had one, is just like, can we get a, a power level up here for for Annie? slash starlight he turned up every bright light in that place and basically it did nothing to soldier boy it's basically like he tripped on a wire at home and just fell down and was back up <laughs> just like that that's it that was her best shot like can can we get annie like a power up here like that was that was embarrassing we got to get something going for Annie here. She can't just be the only powered version, powered person in the boys, but kind of be uh, well. Can she's not the only power powered person. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say she's she's back. She's back. She's back. But yeah, she's kind of her powers are kind of yeah. I'll say it. They're lame. They're kind of weak, so it's like let's get a power. Let's get a, a power up here for her.
2: Ooh, that would be a good uh. Great expectations. Are Annie's powers are going to evolve into something more offensive?
0: I mean, well, I, I I I disagree with that. I think that was a very impressive showing. I mean, think about it. Like these are possibly the two strongest out there, you know, and the fact that she was able to knock down Soldier Boy at all, like, I thought that was pretty cool. And a lot of people were saying that, how was she able to be that strong? Like, I mean, I... Just the fact that she was able to knock him off of his feet, I don't think most people would be... have been able to do that, okay? Um, It didn't really do much, because Soldier Boy is literally, like, is Superman. Like, Superman, Captain America combo. You know? So... I don't know. I don't know that I think you're you're slightly off base there, but I just think they would should give us a more bigger idea of what her power can do and how strong she can be. I do agree with that. So so according to the wiki,
2: it's electricity conversion so she can black out a small area and refocus the energy into focus blasts of light. And then she does light generation and she also has flight.
0: Yeah, see, I would love to see her like throw like just big old electrical power balls toward at people and fry them. And I'm sure she could, but like like Anna said, maybe that that'll be a part of the next season. Like she's going to progress and get power more powerful. Because I mean, I feel like you probably need to use your powers more if you want them to get better and stronger. So maybe that'll just be a be a plotline for for season four. You know. I like that. Well, and
2: they always hint like when Annie's like, uh, what was it like season two when she's out in the middle of that field and like, she has no access to electricity. Is she going to be able to like pull it from the air or is she going to be able to pull it from like people's brains? Because your brain functions on a form of electricity. It's not, you know, the electricity that powers your house or anything, but, you know, is that something we're going to be able to move towards for Annie's powers in the future? That's something to think about too.
0: The idea of any like, just zapping all of the energy electrical power from someone's body and just, like, saying them, like, just fall dead would be metal. I'm in. Sign me up.
2: I mean, there's bloodbenders in Atla. It's really not too big of a stretch for brain electricity here. I think she can do it.
0: I think so. I like that. Um, okay. Well, any Any other thoughts, y'all, before we roll out? No. All right. Well, thank y'all so much for listening. Thad, thanks again for joining us and talking about the boys. And uh, it was a pleasure having you, man. It's
4: always great rolling with the boys and, you know, Anna H. Uh, I, I know we already gave the H a letter for Homelander, but let's uh, I'm going to go with Anna H. And the H stands for Gasm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm here. I'll (laughs)
3: take
0: it. And Anna, thank you so much for filling in there at the end for for Kyle and your producing duties. You're always a pleasure to have on here. You got anything for the people?
2: Uh, Yeah, we've got some pretty interesting stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, We have a nostalgia trip coming up the second weekend in August, and then. Let's see what else do we have. We do have a couple drafts coming up at the end of August. I I don't want to announce them um, just in case, but uh, yeah, we got some pretty great stuff coming.
0: So, yes, we do. Just wanted to piggyback off of that. Next week is going to be a supersized, very fun and tearful Effie's. We are tackling the Pixar universe, all 26 movies. And it's going to be a blast, and it's going to be wild with our guy, Micah, uh, Pixar aficionado. I cannot wait to for y'all to hear his his very emotional spills about Toy Story. Um, so, yeah, that we have that coming for y'all next week. But until then, everyone tune in. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you're liking, what you're not liking, and hit us up with any ideas. We'll all, we're always going to be here to listen. And until next time, we'll see y'all. This is what we do.